Welcome back to this week's episode of The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, which is an initiative for Catholic women designed to support and resource you towards growth in all areas of life. We seek to do this through the Catholic Women's Masterclass, The Genius Podcast, which you're listening to, and our Catholic Coaching Programs for Women. If you are interested in finding out about any of these initiatives, you can visit our website, www.geniusproject.co, or come and follow us on Instagram, genius underscore project underscore daily. You can also watch the live recordings of these episodes on the Genius Project YouTube channel. Ladies, if you like what you hear on the Genius Podcast, can I ask you to do me a small favor and just head on over to the podcast platform that you're listening to this episode on and leave a review and a rating. This is so helpful for us. It only takes a couple of moments to do, but it is incredibly helpful in supporting the work here of the Genius Project. Ladies, on this week's episode of the Genius Podcast, I'm joined by Carrie McCormack. Carrie is a woman who I deeply respect and admire, and she's really plowing some new ground in this field of placing value upon the vocation of motherhood. She is the founder of The Mother Effect, and she'll share a little bit about that in our episode. She's also mother to six children, and she lives in Brisbane, Australia with her husband. She's an incredible woman who just has a heart and a passion for evangelization and for really supporting women in the different seasons of motherhood. In this episode, we're going to talk about the missionary element of being a mum, some of the challenges and what we can do, and the importance of nurturing our heart and soul and being firmly rooted in Christ. So ladies, if you're a mum with children, I really hope and pray you enjoy this episode. For the women who aren't biological mothers but are spiritual mothers, then this episode will be a blessing to you as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. Well, Carrie, welcome to the Genius podcast. It's such a delight to have you joining us from Brisbane in Australia. So welcome. Thank you, Karen. Oh, it's so good to have you. You and I connected. I'm trying to think when we actually met each other. Do you have a memory of our first point of connection? I think it would have been through Ignite Conference. Okay. When you, you came up to speak, I had a women's session. Oh, okay. And that would have mm. been, I think Aiden, my son, was a baby. So I believe so. He was 14. So that was 14 years ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's funny how we, people, you can, in church circles, we're in each other's lives for so many years. But I often find it's, it's great to think back to what was that first moment where we met or that point of connection? That was a beautiful conference, by the way. That was. I know. Um, we're very big blessing. Yeah, you do a great job up there. So Carrie, would you share a little bit about yourself? Because today we're going to be talking about the topic of motherhood and some of the challenges that we face as mums and I guess how we can, I guess, show up in a way that is is a positive way and a way that really serves our families and is honouring of ourselves. And as I mentioned in the intro, you are the founder of Mother Effect, which is a ministry to mums. But before we dive into that amazing topic and one that carries a lot of weight, can you share a little bit about who you are and your background? Well, yeah, of course. And I'm originally from Melbourne and that's where I met my husband and we've been married for 19 years and we have six children. Uh, we now live in Brisbane and we're members of a manual community and um, early, uh, late in 1999, I was 19 years old, and that's when I really had a profound experience of faith, and that changed my life into and 
gave me a missionary impulse to everything that I did. And then not long after that, I did Alpha with the Missionaries of God's Love in Burwood. And then I was activated with the power of the Holy Spirit. And again, that I'm telling you this because those experiences have just flavoured our marriage and flavoured my motherhood. And that's it's from that lens which um, Mother Effect was born as well. So um, we, we both went on and did net ministries, and that's a big flavour of our life as well. And yeah. we recently graduated from Encounter School of Ministry, which is a, a Catholic um, Holy Spirit school out of America in Michigan, and it's um, it's been a great formation for us as well. So, How fantastic. Um, what a gift to do that together. I tell marriage. you what, yeah, one of the hardest things in um having a family is some of the separation of roles, you know, and I've loved that Luke and I've come back together after all these years to do training and ministry together. Yeah, it's a real gift. Oh, that's fantastic. Good on you. And so tell me a little bit about Mother Effect and when you founded that. It was after I'd had my third child and I found my experience of church was so vibrant and missional and engaging and then when I started to have out my family I suddenly saw this massive contrast of hey this isn't the church I signed up for I felt that isolation I felt where is that vibrancy that we live in our ministry teams where's the vibrancy that I've lived out in mission where's that vibrancy um, of church in the domestic and where is it in the community when you have young children especially and it just gave me, the, it was an unrest in me. And I'm like, there has to be a solution. There's, and I just invited God into that. And I'm, I'm, my nature is I'm an evangelist. You know, I hear something good, I want to share it. So yes. <laughs> I knew the richness of the teachings of the church about marriage and family and theology of the body. And I'm like, how come this isn't being vocalised? So the initial birth was mother effect being a voice of good news about the great work it is to do marriage and family and for me motherhood was a very important segue for that um so it began with finding the good news and sharing it through social media and then it emerged into other platforms like mother's prayers groups at the park and hearing the mothers in the network wanting to initiate projects and initiatives to keep building the motherhood community that we are as Australian Catholic mums and it crosses boundaries of parish and community and um, it continues to grow and right now it's not just sitting on my shoulders Karen we're going through another rebirth and the development of a beautiful sisterhood a team of women who are wanting to grow it beyond what I've brought it to at this point. Beautiful. So Well, congratulations, because I know so many women who have been really blessed by Mother Effect and that ministry and particularly the community that you've built around that for women, because I think sometimes women these days tends to work in corporate jobs or they work in ministry and then all of a sudden that just stops and all of those connections fall away when they have children Mm -hmm. and they're at home and they're very isolated and then that sort of leads to other issues like mental health and just a lack of purpose and meaning and so what you've Mm -hmm. actually done which I just fully admire is you've brought a sense of purpose and mission to the role and the vocation of being a mother 
and elevated that beautiful vocation to its rightful place. And you've built this incredible community for women where they feel valued, where they can receive support because let's face it, there's challenges in being mums. <laughs> but it, it, that's part of the beautiful journey and the tapestry of it all. And I like what you said. It's not just you wanted to create, you said a positive place and I think that's really important because so much of the time motherhood is devalued it's portrayed as this oh well you just go into the the boxes until you're finished raising your children and it's presented as a real negative and something that's actually going to weigh women down where they're not actually going to experience fulfillment and in the fullness of who they were made to be and I think what you've done is really beautiful and integrating that that our purpose and our mission as mums is is totally where we're meant to be. It's where we discover the fullness and it can actually be a fun ride and an enjoyable ride. Yes, that's right. And I suppose always having a constant invitation to more that I think we have that condition where we do get stuck and we think, oh, is this it? Is this all there yes. is? And I think the Holy Spirit is saying, absolutely not. <laughs> this is not it. There is so much more to your vocation as a mother. Um, than yeah. where you are right now yeah so Carrie tell me you spend a lot of time with mums and a lot of time with different women what are some of the biggest challenges that you see facing mothers today I'll talk from personal experience but I do see this reflected in the community and I I think self-protection and guarding ourselves against uh, discomfort um, I think it's it's just that that spirit of what's going to be asked of me you know, right now, am I going to be overwhelmed? Um, I think as mothers, our hierarchy of needs can be tipped on its head very quickly. And that's scary uh, to, to be in that space often, especially in the early days. But even now with teenagers, I don't know what sort of conversations I'm going to have tonight with my 18 year old, <laughs> you know. So it's about saying yes um, to being um letting that self-protection lift and taking that risk, that personal risk of investing and continuing to invest um, like Jesus did. It's like a, a self-giving love. It's, And I see that the model of Christ is so critical in that he has unilateral love. You know, he's ready to love and that's his stance and poise. And that's a really big challenge, I think, to keep lifting that protection and be open to love. Other yes. ones I would say is, um, self-preservation that I think we are concerned for our well-being and I think it's a really important thing uh, to have that uh, as part of our plan as mothers but it's also trust how are we trusting um, mm, yeah. God to provide for us like am I going to be cared for if I after this birth or um, how am I going to be cared for by my husband or if something's wrong who will be there like there's a there's this invitation to providence in our motherhood which I don't think you get <laughs> in other areas of life yes yeah it, it's very important isn't it I think there's you said just then that the hierarchy of needs is tipped on its head when we become mothers mm. that I think we can always be selfish still in marriage but parenting pushes you to a whole new <laughs> level of self-gift and and sacrificial love and I, I think sometimes that is hard and women can I, I hear this in women's lives that they lose a sense sometimes of who they are what they like what their dreams are what their goals are yeah. and that's it's 
I think there's this misconception that everybody else has to come first. And yes, we do need to practice that laying our lives down in love, but we actually have to fill our cups and nurture our own soul so that we have something to give because we're no good if we're empty vessels. That's, That's sort of right. where we get into that resentment and, and women can get irritable and angry. I know I've been there. I'm sure you have too. <laughs> None of it's perfect, but it's really about, I think also what I'd like to see with women is that they're giving themselves a bit of permission to nurture themselves and to recognize that their needs are valid. So one of the challenges I see with the women that I work with is that they've put themselves last for so long. And in a sense, they don't even give their needs any airtime. And so they sort of come to me in coaching and they're really cranky and resentful. And it's about, well, how can you do this journey of motherhood while still nurturing yourself? It's not either or. So. And I totally uh, agree with that. And I think we can have structures in place that work for us and work for a season, but then things start falling apart. And I find it coming back to who am I now in my motherhood? Because I find that our identities do keep shifting and growing and we're transformed and our response needs to be matured. And so going back to Christ and saying, Jesus, who do you, what do you think of me right now? Like, who am I? And just getting a re-reflection and a re-encounter moment with Christ to keep filling that cup and, and being first in his eyes and so that we actually are living from that identity as daughters of the king. That's right. And that, that underpins and helps us be flexible with the structures of life that really do sustain us as mothers. Yeah, and also that every season, like there's different challenges. For, for men, they don't seem to go through as many transitions in their identity <laughs> and shifts, but we go through because of the nature of motherhood, growing another human in our body, then, you know, feeding and nurturing that baby in those first couple of years of life to, you know, there's yeah. just constantly the, the seasons of our life are very much defined by our children's ages and stages of development. And so there's this requirement for us to also keep adapting. And, and yeah. that can sometimes be exhausting because you might feel that you've just mastered a season and whoop, now they're a teenager <laughs> or whoop, they've left home. And oh my goodness, now I need to redefine and recalibrate where I am as a woman. What do you see with women in terms of those key transitional moments? Do you see... What are some of the struggles yeah. that women have in making those transitions? I think it's really, really hard to let go of what you've known to work, really hard to say, oh, I admit and just be aware that one of the systems or your child has now developed to a point which they don't need you in that way anymore. And so to remain unchanged or untransformed could actually be create problems. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to be self-aware create have an atmosphere of obtaining self-knowledge and how you work and I strongly recommend doing self-awareness activities which I'm sure you're aware of surveys what's your learning style what environment's going to optimize your learning because I think we need to be learners as mothers and also um, listening to our children and I think they do give clues like Christopher West says in your child's rebellion it you'll find God's voice. Mm. And I love that because God is always trying to teach us. And I think he's working through our children to form us and make us better Christians. Um, so it's about being hungry yeah, to be a better Christian, a better person who loves more like Christ. And, but also being as surrendered with our yes, like Mary. So being unafraid to say yes again, to change, to rebirth, 
to being, you know, having that sense of, I feel like I'm pregnant with a new life or, you know, with a new way of being like to live in like a season, which is matches our matrimony, you know, that matches our maternal, I should say, our maternal spirituality. Yeah, it's so true. I like what you said there about Christopher West's voice that just sort of looking at, I guess, what's behind a rebellious teenager or a difficult child. Um, we often say in marriage education, look at the complaint behind the criticism because sometimes <laughs> we can get so fixated and so frustrated with a negative behavior um, or a critical spirit in somebody else that we we don't actually seek to understand where that's coming from. And I think in parenting, it's, it's we just have to be as mothers detectives all the time, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Sort of digging a little bit deeper and I think coming back to my point that we can't give what we don't possess, if we're not at peace, if we haven't cultivated a rich interior life for ourselves, mm. um, it's going to be really hard to dig in and find that patience and to to have that sense of receptivity to the person yes. to understand where they're coming from if we're not sort of sowing yes. that into our own life. Absolutely, Karen. And I love the work that um, Restore the Glory and the JP2 Centre for Healing are doing out of America because it's all about, as a human, we do have unmet needs and unfulfilled desires. And as an adult, I'm doing that work for myself so I can be a better wife, a better disciple. But I'm seeing that reflected in my children saying, you're, you're rebelling here or you're arcing up because you have an unmet need or an unfulfilled desire. So what were your expectations today? because this is what I thought was going to happen. So coming right back to we're doing the same work as our kids in terms of developing. Yes, well, <laughs> they're having developing that, us, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, we're developing together and growing together yeah. and having that sense of we're in this to get relationship that's always changing together. Yes. Mm. How important do you see that? You touched on that as just being a mum. I mean, you have six kids, an 18-year-old. Like you, people might think, well, you know what you're doing by now. But it's this constant evolution in life, isn't it, of growing. How important do you see the need for women to constantly be working on themselves and, and never sort of becoming too comfortable with where they are? I think becoming comfortable with being out of control is an invitation that we need to respond to. And I didn't think I was a control freak, but my children have evoked that within me. So I say and do things I do not like. I feel like St. Paul, you know, he says, I say what I do not like, I go where I do not want to go. And I think yeah. as a mother, that's my life. And I think, again, Mary's surrender um, is powerful and the grace of that and looking at her as a, looking to her as a model helps us go, I'm, it's okay to be out of control and I can listen to my feelings. I can listen to my needs um, and find a way to fulfill them amidst the out of controlness that's around me. <laughs> yes. Tell me, you said that you were doing a little bit of work on that Restore the Glory. What made you as a wife and mum, like you've been in the church for many years, you're obviously very well formed. Like what actually, was there a moment in your motherhood or in your life where you felt the need to do that? I would say yes. And I can put it back to a more recent season over Christmas holidays. I had two children who needed to have operations at the same time. And I also have currently three teenagers in our house and I felt really overwhelmed with that and and I felt that the triggers inside me were not just because of the present situation it was about past issues of how I was raised as well and so I see that mirroring and reflection in my own childhood enough actually had 
gone on a journey of restoration myself. And it's actually become a habit of life because I know that my children are triggering me and the beauty and the goodness of their life actually triggers me at times because I had a more broken childhood and a broken family. And I have a lot of unmet needs from my childhood and unfulfilled desires. So I find that there's a contrast at play and things come up and I, in terms of discomfort in myself, and I'm like, well, that's not because of my child. That's my, that's my work that needs Mm -hmm. to happen. And taking time to journal, use the tools that Dr. Bob Schutz presents through his book, uh, which I love. And I've, I've done a, a bit of his training as well. So, um, I would invite all women to be attentive to how the Holy Spirit is prompting them to go on that journey of peace, to find peace. And I say lately to my children, if peace is what you obtained at the end of this day, that is a day well spent Mm. because the kingdom of God is shown to us through that peace. Mm. So That's that's beautiful, Carrie. I love... Um, the work that you were talking about is it, it's be transformed. His books, Dr. Bob Schultz. Yes, and be healed. Be healed, and strongly recommend those books for anybody. I, I've never quite come across anyone like him where he brings it all together in such a beautiful way, and it's such an invitation because we often say that what's not restored is transmitted, and so as parents, especially, I mean, Henry Newman talks about the only person that can love with perfect love is God. So we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves that we fail as much as we do because we're offering kids a secondary love. But there is a sense of responsibility for us as parents to be the adults and to be working on ourselves so that obviously we're not going to do it perfectly with our own children, but that we would heal some of those wounds, that we would be aware of some of the things we carry. Yes. Um, And then I guess to do that work so that we're able to, to give our kids the best of what we can. That's right. And also, yeah, to look at the narrative that you were born into, what yeah. maternal and fraternal stories did you grow up in? And then you're continuing that through your family. And it's like connect connect to the story but also improve mm-hmm. as much as we can. I think that's um, the bit. We just do the that's best the we can. Yeah, and that's the work. Yeah. yeah, and and it's so important, isn't it? Like just to, I think the the key milestones in our journey as mothers sometimes become those trigger points, and I, I maybe not use the language trigger point, but the invitation. There's the invitation there to go deeper, and I like what you said that you were presented with that opportunity when you were feeling overwhelmed to to do a little bit more extra work. Yes. Yeah. So, Carrie, how has I guess your experience um, of having broken childhood as you shared how has that been like how are you showing up differently for your kids given that was your background and your story I am showing up courageously I I'm doing it scared Karen and I feel I I I do believe the statement you can't give what you don't have but I think with the grace of God in my life I look back and I do believe I've been able to give my children what I didn't have and this, I'm still doing it though, you know. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but um, I think that there's a lot of healing love in family and raising your family. So I feel that the relationships have been restorative for me and that without these triggers or invitations, I wouldn't have healed as much as I have mm. over the years. Yes. 
And we're such a gift to our kids, but how much they're sometimes such a gift to us as well in terms of that growth that we go through. I think I look back on my season of motherhood and I've grown in ways that I never would have otherwise. Mm, Exactly. And and they've challenged me in ways that has been immensely painful and difficult at times. I I found in the early years of mothering, I was like the coach and the the cheerleader and the entertainer, but now with teenagers, I'm like the stable one in the room. I'm be still, like just don't move, don't entertain, be more quiet yes. <laughs> and let, and they're getting louder. And uh, it's just so seasonal. And I, I do love being attentive to that. I think it's a very creative role to have being a mum and very dynamic. Um, and I can find that all the ministry I've done, it is completely reflected within the home. Like I like mm-hmm. to preach and my kids hear me get up talking about something that I'm passionate about and they're like, oh, here we go, mum. <laughs> but I hear them start to preach and I hear them wanting to give me feedback and they want to go to their friend's house and like they do they do learn from us whether they like it or not and there's so much hidden joy. Mm. And I, I think like Mary, we store those things up in our hearts because it's yeah. not a performance. Like this is really deep work we're doing as mums caring for children. Yes, it is. And and I think social media does such an injustice to mothers because there is this pressure to do it perfectly, like all the people that we see on social media. But the reality is all of us have our ups and downs in family life and our challenges and our crosses to bear, and they're not broadcast. So I think one of the challenges that women do face is there's the comparison trap. And then Mm -hmm. women come away feeling immensely inadequate and like a failure when they're not measuring up to what they're seeing. And even in, you know, circles of getting together face to face, we can often have misconceptions about how people are presenting without knowing actually what they're their story is and one of the beautiful elements of mother effect in the community you've built is this place where women can be vulnerable where and I think when we are vulnerable we give other people permission to do the same and I think that's one of the beautiful fruits of your mission and your ministry. I do think it is a gift from God I did see it when I ran mother effect years ago a mum would drive an hour two mums would drive an hour and a half to be in our group and one of them walked in the door one morning and just burst into tears Mm -hmm. and I think as mums, we need those safe places and I think we all need to find one. It doesn't have to be with mother effect. I think like Mary and Elizabeth and the visitation, I think that was the first Catholic mothers group ever, That's you true. know, and I think we need to like to lift off that self-protection and run <laughs> to another mum or that sisterhood or what is that and and in, be accepted and seen and, and heard. And some mothers come along to Mother Effect once a year, but it's their one time they come and they get that fill up of this is my feeding zone. Others come for sanctuary, others come for social. It's really what is that need and going and finding it. So what do you do at Mother Effect? How are you meeting those different needs with women? Well, the groups are mostly encounters with our faith, with our children. So it's also to nurture maternal spirituality which is one of our pillars so this year we it's seasonal Karen just like motherhood is but this year I wanted to bring that sense of surrender we need more surrender as mums so the mother effect group I run we do the surrender prayers and that novena is so powerful and we ask for everyone's intentions before we pray it and people ponder deeply what their needs are 
in their families. Like we are living on the edge having families and it's beautiful to see that vulnerability and putting all our needs before God and surrendering that God will take care of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that surrender novena is so beautiful. Actually, I might put a link in the show notes because we've got a beautiful PDF of it for people that they can print off because that's, I mean, you're so right that motherhood just demands this extraordinary surrender doesn't it from us yes. and I often think I you know I had this image of having children we couldn't have children for six years we had a six-year journey of infertility and then God gave us three beautiful children in three years <laughs> we said to them oh, wow. sisters please stop praying now just <laughs> but um it was amazing because you, you have these if if you long for something for so long and then you receive it I think I went through a period there of just trying to navigate that because I'm like, this isn't what I thought it was all going to be. Like I threw up for nine months solid and then my kids never slept for the first year of life because they all three of them had horrific reflux. And so I was extraordinarily sleep deprived. I I lost a sense of who I was, what I even liked in that season. Um, It was, it was really challenging. Yes. So when you get that, you receive that gift after you've been waiting so long and there's not that there's an element of disappointment, but it's an element of this isn't what I thought it was. or And so there's that surrender that comes in. And then I think the whole way through motherhood, it's like that. It, it really, for me, I was a little bit of a perfectionist back in the day. I liked to do things really well. Well, in those first couple of years of motherhood, I realized perfectionism and motherhood were never going to align. Mm-hmm. And so I had to the Lord was weeding that out of me and refining that. So there's that huge level of surrender and coming to the Lord, which is absolutely. I think I was really challenged with self-esteem issues in my early mothering because of that constant mon- rep- repetition and mundaneness. Because yes. I felt that if I'm not creating something or I'm not um, with adults, to be honest, you know, I didn't feel that I had that purpose or validation. This is much earlier on, yes. but. I find you do have to fortify yourself Hmm. and it is a battle and there are ways through it. I think that's God's plan. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think, you know, we reap what we sow. And so the question is, are you sowing a famine or a feast into your life in the quieter seasons? And even if you're at home with the kids and you're not working or you're not doing any ministry, that's still a very beautiful season to be sowing into yourself. Yes. It's so beautiful, Karen, to have come from a broken family and to now be where I am in my family. I didn't think I would get here, you know, to have yeah. still have rich, deep connection with my children. I felt like my childhood was so interrupted mm-hmm. and overwhelming. And to have this thread of peace because of leaning into God and letting him weed me when I needed weeding and water me more and challenge me more in courage yeah, this is a dream come true. But as a young teenager, I never walked around saying I want to be a mum one day. I didn't okay. have that sort of femininity. You yeah. know, I didn't have that freedom. Um, I didn't know what I wanted. It was probably not this. But it was out of a, my pain I was saying things like that, not out of my freedom. Mm. So tell me, Carrie, how can women, I guess, sow um, a feast into their life? How can they be sowing into themselves so that they are showing up as good and whole mothers? I, I believe, Karen, we, we still don't yet understand the fullness of the gift of woman. And it's really exciting time now that the work you're doing and others around the world for discovering the true gift of the feminine genius, 
what I love to explore, and I think we can, we're all invited to this, is exploring maternal spirituality. That God has gifted us with this capacity to bring forth life. And I still, I think each one of us has a journey and an invitation to take that personally and uniquely. So your motherhood is important. It is valued, even though the voices out there are saying that it's not. So I think we need to make motherhood louder in our lives. I know we take seriously our different roles that we have in the community and in work and all of that. But it's about saying it matters to me and I'm going to make it louder and I want God to shine through this area of my life and it will overflow into other areas. I love what you said, make motherhood loud. It's sort of elevating the true value and purpose of motherhood. And I think you're right. Like we're living in a culture and a moment in history where um, women's femininity is devalued and ignored and Mm. especially the role of mums at home yes. with their children and, and even if women, you know, working mums, but the, it, that primary sense of this is our purpose, this is our vocation. And I think that's how we go to, when we go to work, we don't leave our motherhood at home. And when our children leave home, our motherhood doesn't walk out the door. It yes, is, it's, right. a, it's an eternal touch of God. And I think there is a lot of mysticism around this, Karen, and I'm excited to see where we go with Mother Effect to kind of develop that and see how God reveals more truth about this gift, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I I think one thing I'd like to highlight, which you've kind of sprinkled on in our conversation, is just the the missionary element of motherhood. It's not just another role that we're fulfilling or you know, sometimes these are just that expected trajectory. We grow up, we go to uni, we get married, we have children, we work. It's so much more to it. Like if we believe, oh, totally. yeah, like God has given us all this unique mission. Um, now we might fulfill that in our individual vocations, Mother Effect and Genius Project. But then, you know, that primary vocation is obviously our marriage, our vocational state of life, but parenting kind of falls in that as well. And so there is this missionary element of what we're doing. Can you speak more directly into that missionary element, because I do think in our culture we can be impacted by all the voices and all the things, even if Mm. we are committed Catholics, but we just need to be reminded of the missionary element and what that involves. Oh, look, I can do my best to reflect on this, and that is lately I feel that my maternal ministry goes beyond my children, and I do prayer ministry as my ministry as well on the side, and I feel that when I'm with people and praying with them, I am sharing all that I am as a mother with them, you know? And I think the desire to heal and restore, I think is very feminine, you know, and, and maternal and to improve things. I think the generational gift of mother, that it's a generational gift. And I think we, we cast that over the whole generation that we participate in. Um, And I'd say that, being a mother, you are a leader, you're a preacher, you're a teacher, you're a minister. And I, I see that everything I, I think I've said earlier, everything that we do as a larger and greater church is mirrored within the domestic church. And I think as mother and father, as a family, we're, we're a microcosm of church. So I expect mission to be part of our family. And that is keeping open to having people into your home or going over or creating gatherings and connections. 
and that is upbuilding the church. I've heard this person say to me once, Karen, the greater church is only as healthy as the domestic church. And mm. I think households need to take that really seriously. Yes. And that's a missional response, isn't it? It absolutely is. And you're right, like there's that missionary element of the family and the marriage and just that outward focus. I think also for women, we can forget that our kids are the ones that we're evangelizing. Like we don't, yes, we're called to evangelize the world as well, but what is that missionary element and that sense of evangelization formation happening in the home? I know, I love that. And part of Mother Effect group gatherings has this encounter moment. So um, we role model the circle time, but we actually present the gospel to the children and the mums present and we do worship prayer together and we respond. So it is a microcosm of, of church when we do get together. And I find that mothers sometimes hold back or don't know how to pray with their children or present the gospel. So I like that Mother Effect gives a role model to doing that in the home. Yeah, it's beautiful. Carrie, tell me how women can, I guess, get connected with Mother Effect. Is it operating around Australia or just in Brisbane? Yeah, look, we have a three pillars to our ministry and one is that it's storytelling. Mother Effect is largely a voice and storytelling and testimony. So it's about inspiring and lifting the eyes higher about how we see and view and live our motherhood. And the other aspect is connection. So connecting in with groups. And yes, we have groups around Australia in Armadale, Rockhampton, Toowoomba, Brisbane, there's a few, and some have been absorbed into the parish. Um, But I see wherever two mums are getting together as a mother effect because you are encountering each other and God in each other and you are lifting each other up. So um, the other aspect of our work is um, maternal spirituality. So really cultivating what we're talking about now, Karen, Mm -hmm. and saying there's something for me to discover as a mother that's unique and going on that journey intimately with God and with each other. So you could just look us up on Google. We're on Facebook, social media. Fantastic. And I would really encourage women to do that. Carrie, I I wonder to ask you, what would your advice be to women who might be really disconnected from community, um, women who are feeling very isolated? Say, for example, the new mum who's struggling at home on her own, she sort of lost those connections. What would you say to her? What advice would you give? I would say just come as you are. Um, it's okay to be where you're at and not know exactly where you're at, but reach out and find somebody, connect in somehow. And I I found myself in my early mothering when I was feeling isolated, connecting with older women was really beautiful for me. And I, maybe it was that grandma figure. Um, I found it like a gentle segue back into the life of the church um, and community. Yeah. Yeah, So find someone, Sorry. Yeah, no, that you were hungry for that spiritual maternity from other women. That's right, Karen. I I saw it and I can now go to community and I look around and there's all these older women who have just been my mentors along the way and I'm on so many seasons of my motherhood journey. Yeah, they're so important, aren't they? We all need people who are a little bit ahead of us that can call us higher and show us the way. That's so important. And I would also speak into, I guess, women who might not have their own biological children, but there's still this role of spiritual maternity of being there for a younger generation, um, walking alongside them and just sort of sewing into them. Because there are so many, I know through the sisterhood movement, there's so many young women 
who are so hungry to be mothered. And then yes. they come to their own motherhood and they're feeling very lost because they haven't had, they haven't been mothered themselves. And so while we are mothering our children, no matter what age we are as women, we still have that deep need to be mothered ourselves and would encourage all women, like you said, to seek out a mentor, other women who can walk beside you because we can't and we're not supposed to do this life on our own. Yes, that's exactly right. And I would just really affirm them for reaching out. I think if you find the right person, that person is going to really nurture you and get you to that next place. And and what happens is we grow and I think we turn around and we keep lifting up the next behind us as well. And yes. I think our maternal mission is to, it's a generational thing and we're all participating in that together. Absolutely. So, Carrie, what's your final words of wisdom for women who are mums or final thoughts on this idea of motherhood as mission? I would say take time like you would in your career or your goals in all areas of your life take time to be ambitious for your motherhood take time to even set goals or a goal can be to be more attentive to those those little highlighted moments where there's more growth possible there and seek out tools that will nurture you and help you to continue to grow because I don't think we're ever meant to be static no and uh, motherhood is an incredibly stimulating <laughs> person to be, um, yes. place to be. And just to realise that um, this Hellsong pastor has this beautiful quote I learnt from a friend, that motherhood is the smallest church you will ever pastor. Beautiful. And to really see that the dignity of your work is um, seen by God and it is building the church and you are operating as church and you're a leader and an influencer as a mother. And... Um, I think leave nothing behind, just pour it out. Yeah, take those risks and lift that self-protection and lean into that sisterhood and that, that motherhood community mm. that God has for you. So beautiful. Thank you so much, Carrie. Really appreciate you being with <laughs> us and the blessing of your ministry to so many women. So I really encourage women to look up Mother Effect and to get connected and look at ways in which they might be able to start their own Mother Effect. As you said, you're That's only right, two Karen. women. Yes, yeah. Don't be lonely. <laughs> no. And I think, you know, never see a need without doing something about it. Sometimes the whole sisterhood movement came about because my myself and my friend moved back to our hometown after getting married and there was no groups for women. Yes. And same for yourself. You're looking for something and now look at how it's flourished. So such a blessing. Wonderful, Karen. Thank you for all your, you've been doing and have done and your gift of your womanhood and your missional motherhood to, to us. <laughs> oh, thanks, Carrie. Well, it's such a pleasure and it's just a gift to know you. So God bless. You too. God bless you. Well, ladies, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Carrie. If you are interested in connecting with Mother Effect, I've left a link in the show notes. You can also connect with Sisterhood, the National Catholic Women's Movement as well. So there's both of those links in the notes and I really encourage you 
if you are lonely, if you are feeling isolated, just to reach out, to send an email and connect and see what is possible. If you are looking for this element of restoration and renewal in your life as a mother, and if you'd like to do that in community, can I invite you to take a look at the Genius Project Catholic Women's Masterclass. This is a four month journey of restoration where we walk through some learning modules online. Once a fortnight, we gather online and we work through these modules together. This is an incredible journey that many women have been through and it really focuses on how you can live your life by design and not default. Sometimes in motherhood, we find ourselves a little bit lost. We feel overwhelmed and we're not quite sure how to navigate that season. This masterclass has been designed to really support and help women to live a life of intention, to really go back to the basics and develop some rhythms of renewal that will see you living in the fullness and the wholeness of who Christ has created you to be. If you would like to find out more about the Genius Project Masterclass, you can visit the website www.geniusproject.co or you can send me an email karen at geniusproject.co. Until next week, ladies, have a lovely week. God bless you. And I look forward to you joining me again on the Genius Podcast next week.